What's up, Barcelona Nation? It's your boys Adele and the Baker here for a post-match quick key. You know how we do. We just finished watching uh, RSL losing at LAFC by a scoreline of two goals to one. Is there such a thing as a loss that feels like a win? I know there's a tie that feels like a win and a tie that feels like a loss. Yeah. This might be my first ever loss that feels like a win. Really? And I, I feel like I just got there. I wasn't there, and then we sat down to record this thing, and I'm like, I don't feel... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd prefer a tie. I'd prefer, or I'd prefer the win. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is a loss, and obviously we didn't get the three points, but it feels like what the team got from it feels like a win. As, as weird as that sounds. That being said, I still love the points. That does sound weird because at the end of the day, no one's going to care how we felt about it in March. Now, could this be one of those games that we look back on in a month and say, okay, that was a start of a good thing? Because I think not. Yeah. I I just, look, I would rather lose 2 1 than 5 0 on the road. Sure. Obviously. I would rather just not lose at all. Yeah, there is that. Um, but no, I don't feel like a win. I feel pretty bad. I feel like we lost. We, and that's the thing. We definitely lost. I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to like sound like an overly positive person because that's not my nature. No, it's not. <laughs> um, it's it, it, it feels like, and I don't think all of a sudden, you know, RSL is going to start cranking out away wins and home wins and we'll never, you know, we're definitely running the shield or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the... I, I, it was so evident to see the growth of the team because I feel like this team last year in that scenario easily four nil five nil three. Yeah, I mean, look who uh, the list of people who actually played in positions mm-hmm. for which they are the number one choice is very very short. Yeah, Nick Romando, mm-hmm. Natum. Well, Kyle this, for part of the this game. Is, this is where it gets kind of complicated because so Herrera in Petke's system is a left back, but if you ask Herrera, tonight was the first night that he played in his natural okay, position so let's right re- back. Let's rephrase what I was saying. Given a full selection, how mm-hmm. many guys that played in the game and played a position tonight would have started for Mike Petke in that position? I mean, Luis Beckerman, maybe Demir. Bofo. No, Demir wouldn't. Demir played Rushnak's position, I think. Right, but he plays Rushnak's position whenever Rushnak goes to the left well, in the second half of most games. But what I mean is, if he was here, he wouldn't be starting that position. You, right. That's yes, opinion. yes. Not a lot of dudes that would be normal starters. So I do get what you're saying. I mean, look, there's something positive to be taken out of the fact that there are some some kids, some young guys, some guys who don't get a lot of minutes stepped up, stepped in, played really well. Actually. And I think we will cover a few of those real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still don't feel like it's a win. It's a loss. It's a loss. I think the refing was confusing. Refing was bad. And I'm not even talking about the goals and non-goals, right? So we can open up a whole can of worms, and Dunny already did that, about what is and isn't offside and how to look at it. I think at the very least, they should have taken a proper VAR look at it. They didn't, whatever. Well, but I'm more confused and upset about some of the other calls, like the, the yellow card on Lennon, where he gets 
literally Bofo. grabbed by the yeah Bofo. I mean Bofo grabbed by the neck and he gets the yellow card before sure. retaliating yeah. or the fact that that blessing twat had like 18 final warnings before sure. he gets a card Th- those sorts of things you said something that I like in the moment that kind of flew over my not flew over my head but I didn't really think about because uh, we were watching footy so there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of things to think about but you said something that I thought was really really interesting like somewhere around the middle of the game and you said pro you said it feels like pro is punishing us for that mm-hmm. PK that Corey Baird got a few weeks ago mm-hmm. in Vancouver yeah at the time I was like you know like I didn't, it didn't, I, didn't I, I think I literally didn't comment on it I was just we were watching the game but looking back at it it you know they had pro just so everyone is clear pro has officially come out and said that that pk should not have happened and it shouldn't have uh, and it shouldn't have we They're said right. it right They're away right. Uh, but there is a feeling of like the refs all of a sudden um or pro in general just kind of i am sure every team and every fan in the history of of the sport has felt like the refs were against them but it kind of feels like they're coming at us I mean, three red cards in two games. One was deserved. <laughs> Even that, that red tonight, I, I can get it. Look, if they go back to VAR and review it, the red stands. By the law of the game, that's a red card. Right, but do you feel like they are consistent? It feels no, like, it feels like they the... are, from my seat, that they are more... They're not using the same metric for judging fouls. Like, to your point, like, Latif Blessing literally had something like six or seven fouls after his final warning. Yes. Like, we we sat there and we counted them at one point. You know, RSL players don't get that benefit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Everton Luis, you know, tapped the dude on the head a couple times and he not got Not even the head, the shoulder. It's Well, one was the shoulder, one was the head. He, he tapped him in the head. Um, and I'm not saying that shouldn't be a yellow. But where is if, Latif Blessing's yellow? If that is a yellow, then there should have been another 12 yellows. In right. It, it's, right. It's, it kind of feels like pro because of the one that, you know, we kind of got past them. Yeah. Is now, like, t- take the t- take the three points back at this point. Just give us a shot for, you yeah. know, moving forward. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, Th- that's one way to look at it. The other way is just, it's just blatant incompetence. I, I hear from and read from fans of all teams in the MLS and the one consistent complaint is other than the you know mega rich teams not having a soccer specific stadium is the officiating right and we've we've talked about this at length I think in the, the one of the preseason shows it feels like everything in the MLS has grown the size of the stars mm-hmm. the size of the academies the size of the stadiums the size of the fan bases the checks the checks the one thing that hasn't managed to keep up with this crazy growth is the uh, the quality the of the officiating? Yeah, the officiating arm. Absolutely. Well, screw them. Let's get over them. Um, there it is. This is a quickie. We're seven minutes in, so let's try to knock everything else out in the next few minutes. So and I um, want to elaborate this on the show that we're going to inevitably end up doing sometime next week. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If and this is you know I want to elaborate on on like who I think the man of the match is and all that good stuff. Tonight, RSL fielded six MLS homegrowns in their starting 11 yeah. and it set an MLS record if nothing it broke else, whose record it broke FC Dallas's which no, they said it was ours last it year was FC Dallas's which they set earlier today yeah that's earlier today FC earlier. Dallas had five homegrowns um, in their starting 11 and we bam one up them right then and there it it feels 
like so a team that was homegrown heavy just went toe to toe in the ninety plus minute with one of like the league darlings yeah. and hung in there. The yeah. academy is paying for itself at this point. Yeah. It it's I mean it's insane. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's and we again Tuesday's episode. Maybe we go into a lot of details here, mm-hmm. though we have before. So maybe it's not necessary. But this is the only way ourselves are going to be able to keep up with the Joneses. We're not right. going to be signing the Zlatans of the world. Thank God, we're not going to be signing the you know the the Vellas Vellas of the world, whatever it may be. Well, I don't really um, want to. Dude didn't do. Dude well, didn't do anything I'm, tonight. I'm saying. What I'm talking about is like a $6 million player. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll be signing those anytime soon. So, uh, who out of those little dudes impress you most? I mean... And who didn't? It, 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 I mean, I'll start with who didn't. I, I think, you know, uh, Portillo has been crushing it for the Monarchs. And, you know, the dude, the dude deserved the start. But, you know, to say that... Uh, to say that his time on the field was was a little underwhelming, I think, would be an understatement. Yeah, but let's not be unfair. Okay, so he, you're literally judging a dude on one play, I which mean, was a soft red card. But it was, it was a re- it was a red card. Yeah, it, 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 it was just it, yeah. a lack of experience, and I think it showed. And right. you know, it is it is what it is. And so, eighty fourth minute. Yeah, maybe if we had eleven dudes through the next ten, we walk away with that point, but we didn't. He was one that I think, as, as you know, as, I don't want to say he disappointed because I wasn't expecting all that much going into this game. To be honest with you, I didn't think he but was I feel play. like he could have done a lot, a lot better. Um, what do you think about Toya on the left side? Toya on the left side, to me, deserves to start there. From what I've seen, um, he did shut down Vela today. He was all over him to the point where he, uh, Rivea had to move center. They literally, in the final closing minutes, had to shift him inwards right. to try to run down the middle more. Um, that being said, and for a dude that I've been ragging on a ton, Herrera on the right is a godsend. Um, mm. I, I think we have really, really, really potent, strong uh, outside backs when they are played in their natural positions. Um, uh, Herrera and Toya both crushed it. I loved seeing Lennon in attack. He had an outstanding game. Um, he had a few mistakes. He had a few mistakes, but overall, I think he he generated way more offense than I thought we would be generating tonight. Right. Uh, but but to me, really the big standout, uh, Holt, uh, uh, CB mm. dude was in there. He was you know breaking them up. Who he he was just defense, defense. in general was pretty defense good. Defense was solid tonight. Um, and and you know we put a bunch of dudes behind the ball. Uh, for me, Holt. Uh, head and shoulders above the rest. I think Schmidt did what he was asked to do. I think he impressed a little, but but it Holt comes out as my kind of yeah. head and shoulders above the rest. All right, play of the match. Um, Everton for me. Yeah, I think it's got to be it's got to be between Holt and Everton for yeah. me. I'm having a hard time picking, but I can't believe Everton stayed out of a red card. That's a, that's experience for you, right I, there. I think that's a skill he has. Yeah, um, it, he knows where that line is. Yeah. That being said, he's had one every game thus far. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he yellow card accumulation is is, is a thing. very much a real concern at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's either next game or the game after. I think where if he gets a yellow, that's you know done. And if dusted. he continues getting him every game, yes. But it does sound like he knows where that line is. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every game I'm going. Oh yeah, there's no way Everton's finishing this game. And yeah. then Every time he either gets pulled out or. 
I I can totally see Everett missing three at least three games this year because of cards. Yeah, easy three I'm, games for which what is, he brings. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with having him in the other 31, 30 to 31 games. But I think I can't even imagine that team without him right now. He's I th- so far, if it was Player of the Year awards, mm-hmm. four games in, he's hands down my Player of the Year. And I don't even think there's a close second. Yeah, I, I think you're on something there. Yeah. Definitely. So, all right, I thought he did well. Are you at all surprised? Because... I'm not surprised because I hate all of our opponents. Mm-hmm. But there's a real... I hate the word rivalry just because it's getting thrown out everywhere. But there's some real serious bad blood. Oh, yeah. Out there between RSL and, and LAFC. And I love it. I personally love it. For sure. Uh, it seemed like our boys definitely heard that comment by that little twat. Yep. Uh, about the 5-1. And uh, Mike Petke even mentioned it in the... A pre-game interview. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, and you're referring to Latif Blessing, who, just in case people don't know, all week has been talking about how LAFC was going to win five-one and mm-hmm. that they would score just goals in bunches and that he would score and yeah. that they would run away with it. Um, and it's just it's just dumb, you know. He, I think he was throwing words words around like revenge. Like, dude, we knocked you out of the playoffs. Um, I personally don't like LAFC. I don't like their fans. Uh, I think that they are, like, everything I dislike about the LA Galaxy, I dislike about LAFC just to a higher degree. I think they're plastic fans. I think they're bandwagoners. And then there's this added part of where I just, I genuinely don't think that as a group they're good people. Um, I think they hide it very well. And and I, I talked to you about this earlier. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like say this lightly. I don't like group entire organizations and say overall I think these human beings are not good because mm-hmm. uh, that's a very quick way to get punched in the head. Um, you know, and they did that whole like the, their supporters leaders like had the official apology to Nick Romando moment and you know they they apologized for throwing garbage on the field and they had right. a photo op and it was all over Twitter and it goes back to what I said last week. Like, it's really easy to be the bigger man when everything is going right for you. Yeah. Uh, They had an opportunity to be the quote-unquote bigger man, and it was in the playoffs last year when they were actively pelting our goalkeeper with garbage and chanting homophobic stuff. Right. You know, that happened. Like, that was their moment to be not shitty, Mm. and they chose not to take it. They chose um, not to take the opinion to not be shitty, okay? Right. They at were least, like, hey, at least very few of hey them. we're going to... Right. Oh, from yeah. what I saw on the TV, entire sections were choosing to be shitty humans. That's right. on them. Now, did they redeem themselves slightly, in my opinion? Sure. But if zero is no opinions, they're still, like, very much in the negative. Like, they were negative 1,000. They're at negative 999 on the okay. scale of, like, step in the right direction, keep it up. Let's see if you can be not shitty come playoff time when it's hard to be the better human. So it's that, basically what you're saying is that line from Starsky and Hutch when Snoop Dogg says, that just puts you up a notch on my belt. And I said, which puts you a notch one. Yeah, it's, it's, it was like, hey, solid effort. That's, okay. that's actually a really good way to put it. I understand what you're saying. I disagree. I, think, I don't see, I, they're not in like my top don't like group. At all. Oh. They're nowhere near the SKCs. They're not even like but they're not even near like Colorado yet. That's and, and I get that. For me, it's 
they're in like a different category. So like I yeah. dislike Colorado fans and SKF. I hate Sounders fans. Man. I hate Portland. The Portland Timbers Army, I think, is one of the worst organizations on mankind. I can go and have a beer with those people and not feel gross about myself after. Yeah. I don't think I can say that about LAFC fans. I genuinely don't think they're good people. Okay. Like I can't can't stress that enough. All right, Baker. Like, Let's I move on. Don't want to hang out with We're already 16 minutes into uh, the podcast. Uh, one more thing. Uh, Romando did well, I thought. A couple Romando of amazing saves. Well. Couldn't do anything about the goals, um, I thought. Um, what's the last thing we want to cover real quick? I mean, I think overall... Mm-hmm. This team played above the expectation that was that I at least I had going into this game. So you and I should do a pre-match quickie, because <laughs> we always have these conversations about. Because you showed up, uh-huh. you walked in literally as it was kicking off. Hashtag timing. <laughs> and I think the very first things we said to each other, I have a horrible feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, like this is not going to be fun. I think one of us even said. I hope. I wish I could just not watch. Yeah, yeah. This was one of those I don't want to watch adventures. Yeah, and then it turned out better. Definitely, than definitely it could have been. And I think there's a lot of a lot of credit that has to be given to obviously the lineup, the kids that came in, stepped up. I mean, a lot of them, most of them, don't see a lot of playing time. And also, a lot of credit has to go to Mike Petke for a couple of things. One coming up with a combination that seemed to have worked until that miracle shot at the end with a deflection, Uh, but also for keeping his cool. This is one of those rare times where Mike Petke seems to be like the chillest dude in the room. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) and that doesn't, there's not a lot of rooms like that. No, no. So there's Which somehow makes me more nervous. Just yeah, I don't like there. that. I don't like that either. Uh-huh. But we'll see. Maybe maybe there, maybe there's a genius plan there somewhere. Next week, Dallas at home. It's going to be awesome. I delayed my travel plans for that game. Uh, but we're going to do a follow-up episode on Tuesday. We're going to make it nice and long and um, have some fun with it. RSL Nation, it's been a pleasure. Zero well, points. Bye. But we love you. <laughs>